Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales. And today we're going to talk about how you can set your default to play. Uh, but before I go into that, I would like to invite you to get to know your own self and your own giftedness a little bit better. T take your pen and paper, go over to superpowerquiz.us or just type that in on your tablet, your phone, your laptop, whatever you have in front of you, superpowerquiz.us and get the answer to what is your number one spiritual superpower. That's superpowerquiz.us. And today we're going to talk about setting your default to play with Ashley DePaulis. She's an embodiment practitioner and an expert in the art of somatic play for resilience and success. With a focus on trust, safety, acceptance, and unconditional love, Ashley helps clients harmonize their past with the present, nurturing love over fear as they align with their future goals and intentions. Through her work, Ashley helps clients reconnect with their bodies, emotions, and intuition to develop a deep understanding of their unique needs and desires. With an emphasis on trust and safety, she creates a space where clients feel free to explore their most inner thoughts and feelings without fear of judgment. Whether working with groups or individuals, Ashley brings a compassionate and supportive approach to her coaching, helping clients overcome obstacles, cultivate self-awareness, and unleash their full potential. Her commitment to nurturing love over fear makes her a valuable resource for anybody seeking to live a more authentic and fulfilling life. Welcome, Ashley. I'm so happy to have you back on Sovereign Self. I know. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> It's been two years. It's time. It's time. We are long overdue. <laughs> I agree. So let's talk a little bit about setting our default to play. I know I was raised in a household that had an extreme work ethic mm -hmm. <laughs> and play was a four letter word, still mm -hmm. is a four letter word. How do you start to dump that kind of trash and what does it mean to build a habit of play? What's the benefit of that? Mm-hmm. So I like to think about it around th or having three main purposes, because I think a lot of people's experience is what yours was, is like we put work before play or they're separate and we do one more than the other, um, especially when guilt seeps in or we yes. have a lot on our to-do list. So, and one is seen as much more valuable than the yes, other. Yes, yes. But they really do go hand in hand because play actually facilitates our productivity. And there is such a thing as chronic play deprivation, which leads to a number of health issues, but then also issues within relationships and so on. So, okay. So tell me what some of the symptoms of this chronic play deprivation are. Um, so, so I can recognize myself. <laughs> Um, I can't speak for the listeners here, but for myself. <laughs> yes. I want to come back to that. First, I want to share. Um, so one of them that I'll share, because it's just like very present um, around kind of what we're touching on is impulse control. So lacking um, control over our 
how we're reacting or responding to things. Uh, or our, our ability to walk past the freezer without getting out the ice cream. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah that too. <laughs> Very important. Um, so yeah, you can think of about it around putting your needs first mm. um, and being intentional about that. So the three main purposes I like to see play facilitate, especially for adults, is that it gets us moving more because when we're seated at work all day or seated in the car, whatever your um, career looks like, a lot of us are sitting and taking breaks and getting up more throughout the day, even if it's just for a few minutes, gets more movement, it gets energy flowing, it wakes you up, it changes your perspective because you're changing where your eyes are focused, that it's not narrow on a computer, it broadens your perspective. Um, So that's one, it just facilitates well-being and longevity that way when you're moving more. So the other- Yeah, well, they've said that sitting is like the the secondhand smoke of our generation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it even surpassed smoking at some point as as being like worse yeah. um, for you. I don't really know how that is, but <laughs> maybe they're... Well, we're designed to move. <laughs> we are. We were born moving. Yeah. So, um, and as we age, we, you know, go back into that, I'm curled up. Potted plant <laughs> mode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, So the second purpose I really see it facilitating is helping you process your emotions and your experience in real time Uh, because we get stressed out. When we get stressed out and we're working, we tend to just ignore that. We suppress it and then it lives in the body. Yeah. Or then it explodes later. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Or it ends up you're, you know, eating the ice cream at the freezer, fridge, um, late at night, however that looks, or you're not sleeping or, you know, you're too stressed to take care of yourself because you're just so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, So that's the other. And then I think it's a really great pattern disruptor. So disrupting thought patterns, disrupting habits that aren't serving you. So when you have that awareness, that acuity, you can use breaks as a way to disrupt patterns and habits. Ah, Okay. So give me an example of of using this to break a pattern. Mm. So if you notice, so one that I was actually talking about um, yesterday was if you're somebody who has perfectionism as a pattern and you just oh. see yourself like <laughs> random example yeah. directly at me. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I got to do it in this certain way. I got to yep. sit at my desk to like get this thing done and whatever stories come up. Go when, along with that. Yeah. Yeah. When you notice that you're doing that, it's like, okay, I can get up right now. I can either go outside, breathe some fresh air. I can walk around um, I can take a dance break, however that looks for you. Dance breaks are really great. Um, but on the flip side too, if you notice that your energy is low because you've been feeling the pressure of perfectionism Mm -hmm. or getting things done, a break that you can take. So we have the opportunity to up our energy, up regulate our Mm -hmm. energy, like through a dance break or 
downregulate our energy. Like if we're feeling so overwhelmed, it could be like laying on the floor on and your recharging. Mat, placing, yeah, placing yeah. your hands on your body. So really grounding your energy. Of course, you can go do that outside too. So those are just a couple different ways. Um, now, as a recovering perfectionist, being married to a very diligent guy, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put a couple of pushbacks out there. And the first one is, I'm already up against this terrible deadline. And you want me to stop to do something random that has nothing to do with making this deadline happen? What do, what? What do you tell someone who's, who's yeah. having that response? So it has everything to do with your deadline because, so these breaks that I'm talking about, of course, you can take... 15 minute breaks, 20 minute breaks. But science tells us, neuroscience tells us that even just 60 second breaks, 90 second breaks, it only takes 90 seconds to metabolize stress when felt fully. To me, that is more efficient and supportive of not only you and your health, but also your process of getting something done. Um, because you're not going to have to, you're going to end up unfocused. Like, okay. honestly, we can only focus for 45, 50 minutes. And then we need either for every 45 minutes, a five minute break, or for every 50 minutes, a 10 minute break. So let me rewind to something that you said. Yes. 90 seconds to clear stress that is felt fully. Yes. I don't know that I fully feel my stress 98% of the time. Mm -hmm. I, I've learned to kind of ignore it. Mm -hmm. Most people have. How do we shift that? Mm. So a big thing, or I think the thing that I find that's most helpful is that when we notice, do you notice, I'll ask you this, do you notice stress arising for you? Ah, only after it reaches a certain critical mass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and it'll usually show up like this, right? I've been caretaking mm -hmm. for my father for 18 months. We go to the doctor. I have a special diet. My husband has a special diet. Dad's eating what we eat. We go to the doctor and the doctor says, your dad needs to go on a gout diet. And I broke down in tears. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm sure there were stress signs before that, but that was my moment of, oh my God, it's all too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're processing. So that's a release that yeah. the actual um, crying. So what I would say for you to build more of that awareness of the signs being there is to actually build breaks into your day. So like I said, for every 45 minutes of work, a five minute break mm -hmm. or for every 50 minutes of focus work, a 10 minute break. So when you build or at least having short breaks between meetings, I don't know if you're somebody who tends to jump from one thing the, to the The next. calendar is just back to back to back to back. Yeah, it'll be yeah. one of these. Okay, this is fabulous. We've got to wrap up because I got 60 seconds before my next meeting. So I encourage <laughs> you when you can, like, I understand that can come up here and there. Yeah. This is not like absolute but the way that you can start building that awareness and taking your power back, you were talking about superpowers at the beginning, <laughs> um, taking your power back is actually building those breaks in. 
you know, do it for a period of time, you know, whether it's 90 seconds, whether it's three minutes between those meetings. Um, I've even seen where they call it time confetti. So it can be so short between meetings, but what are you doing with your time confetti? A lot of times people will get on their phone or get on social media, but it's like, oh, I can take an intentional break here where I either close my eyes and focus on my breath or get up and move around or drink water or what have you. Take a nature break. <laughs> yeah, take a nature break. Anything. That you're anything. Doing. Anything yeah. to... Okay, so I get that taking breaks is probably a helpful thing. How does that make me more aware of the stress that's accumulating? Mm. So actually, the act of taking breaks... <laughs> Um, lowers the accumulation of stress on the brain. This has been studied. Um, Microsoft came out with a study so of their employees who were given 10-minute breaks between uh, their meetings, and they found that they could focus better. So it helps you focus when you take breaks, um, which all this goes into productivity and getting your deadline completed. <laughs> Um, it improves your cognitive performance and there's one more, um, it, it, it reduces stress buildup. Okay. That. Yeah. Awesome. I know when my husband was going through grad school, he went back for an MBA to go with his PhD <laughs> and I can remember he would get to the end of the day because he was working full-time going to school full-time we get down to after dinner and he's like i'm just thrashed but i've got this paper that's that's due at midnight so i'm gonna go back and work mm -hmm. and i'm like why don't you just take a really quick nap before you go do that mm -hmm. and you know i got the pushback of well i you know i fixed the deadline i'm like yeah but your brain is mush right now mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you take a 20-minute nap or a 30-minute nap, your brain's going to work better mm -hmm. and it'll go much faster. Yes. And it actually worked out very well for him. He's now the chief nap taker in the house. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it is kind of counterintuitive that mm -hmm. way. I, mm -hmm. I think of it as, okay, if you had a, a horse, for example, right, mm -hmm. that have been working really, really, really hard, and you've got like one more mile to go. Mm -hmm. Does it make more sense to give the horse a break to freshen up and then do that mile or to try and push that horse through that last mile and perhaps have it fall over? It's, it's the same sort of thing, I think, yeah. with your body. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how much do you love that horse? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're going to go there. You're going to ask me how much I love myself. No, I did not bring you here for this. <laughs> so now that now that we've uh, breached that topic, uh, what what do you do if you feel like you don't deserve it? If you feel mm -hmm. like you've got you've got to get this out, you've got to something to prove by doing this, by mm -hmm. not giving yourself the break. Hmm. So a few things come to mind. One is because you said the word prove and improving or wanting to prove something, not bad or wrong, but 
it's how many times or how often. So when I think of balance, how often are you in the energy of proving versus um, some other energy like love, since we just brought that up and I'm creating from a place of love or I'm creating from a place of proving. Mm. So looking at where is my energy coming from and is that energy going to sustain me? Is that energy going to sustain my horse? Mm, that's a fair question. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us has gone a long way with proving. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to throw that out there. How do you start to make that shift? That's mm-hmm. not always an easy shift to make because you're used to going down this same track of, well, I'm, I'm super mom, I'm super woman, I'm going to have it all, I'm going to do all the things, be all the things to everyone. And if I'm not, I'm, I haven't proven my worth. Yeah. Oh, worth and value. Yeah, that's what goes right behind it, right? That's why we're proving. So looking at, so this like gets to your question, but we'll probably have to come back to it after our break. Um, So when I think of my worth and my value, a lot of times we're placing that in achievements Mm -hmm. when we're proving and your worth and value is inherent to who you be on this earth and just who it's not in your achievements. Yes, there is that. And there's also worth and value and just being, you don't have to do anything to be worthy of receiving what it is you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but many of us do sit with this this track record or track yeah. that plays in our mind, right? Because it it comes in very young that, yeah. well, did you do as well as your brother or your sister? You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Where, where did your grades fall in the curve? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this external achievement stuff gets pumped into us early. Yeah. How do you start to release that kind of false sense of measurement to really yeah. accept recess like i recess I, is it really like when you notice it like i'm i'm doing this thing that i've always done and i don't want to do it anymore or i want to do it a lot less recess take a mm. break that's okay. why they have it in court like i always think of like the judge and uh, we're going like, to take a judging, 10 minute research Re- you're judging yeah you need to hit that judge's mallet and take a break. (laughs) Yeah, we're taking our recess now. 10 minutes. We'll be back. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I like that. I like that. We are speaking of breaks. We are coming up on a commercial sponsorship break so we can pay the bills, which is a lovely thing. Those of you who've joined us, you know I ask you regularly to have your pen and your paper available to you. I would like you to spend a few minutes with this pen and paper on where are places in your day that you can steal that 90 seconds, that three minutes to have that breath to go (sighs) before you step into the next thing. And think about what you might want in those 90 to three minutes. And uh, hang with us. We'll be right back from the break.
Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here talking to Ashley DePaulis. And before the break, uh, I had suggested to take a look at your life, your schedule, and find some places where you can fit in some of these micro breaks in between activities, the 90 seconds, maybe three minutes, because you can almost always carve out that amount of time. So how do we know if we're one of these people who is kind of running on stress, these stress addict, perfectionistic, trying to have all the things. What are some of the signs that perhaps you've dumped over into that? Mm. Not being able to sleep or sleep well, constantly worrying about what you need to get done, feeling guilty about how much you've gotten done. Um, And just that sense of not being, I know when I was in that state, what was true for me is I had to exhaust myself to relax. And that's not, let me be clear, that's not relaxing. That's not true. That's collapsing. Yes. It's (laughs) collapsing. Um, But that's the only way that I was able to sit down and like be quiet. Otherwise, everything was like um static on a screen in Mm. the background yeah um and i think it would help for people to know um you had asked me at the beginning about the signs of chronic play deprivation 
Yes. So the signs of that or what that leads to, one of the things is lack of brain growth. So if you're somebody worrying about, um, because we we all know about play-based learning and how much in children um, and how helpful that is. So it helps your brain actually grow. And for adults, you know, if we're worried about anything having to do with Alzheimer's or dementia, like we want to keep our brain healthy. Yeah, Um, exactly. So uh, chronic play deprivation also increases our risk of depression. So if you notice that your energy is constantly low and you can't get it up, um, it increases your risk of addictive behavior. So if you're addicted to work, (laughs) Uh (laughs) be a sign. Um, Poor impulse control, which I had mentioned. So if you're managing quote unquote, managing your emotions by overeating, over exercising, overworking, over anything over. (laughs) Or exploding (laughs) on people, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So poor anger management, that's part of it. Can't um, manage your anger, poor self-regulation. So you and I were talking about that, um, where when we're constantly in stress mode, um, living on that adrenaline, then we're not in a state of, or it's harder to shift into states of rest, digest, and healing. And you mm. can't be in, if you're constantly in stress mode, then you're not ever in rest, digest, healing. So you might notice that you have problems with your digestion. Mm like maybe you eat and your stomach hurts and you don't know why. And maybe you've been to doctors and they're like, we don't know why either. Nothing's wrong with you. It's likely stress, high levels of stress. Um, So how do we start to break this vicious cycle? Because it's all well and good to sit here and go, okay, I've thought about there are six different places in my day where I can throw these breaks in. It's a whole nother thing when you're out in the heat of the battle (laughs) and you're going from one meeting to another meeting and somebody wants to walk and talk on the way. How, How do you start to create these new boundaries and this new rhythm? That's exactly the word I was thinking as you were um, speaking with boundaries. (laughs) You have to set, and part of creating those boundaries is space between the meetings. Um, So being really intentional about your schedule and communicating that to people because, you know, people are used to you being a certain way. And as you start becoming more intentional with how you're setting up your day for success, then there might be certain people who are like, wait a minute, that's not usually how we do things. So (laughs) those conversations might be easy and they might be hard. Yeah, well, depending on who it is and the organization you're in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So thinking about schedules and boundaries. And sometimes it's kind of hard to say no, and people always want to be kind of slipped in here or slipped in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any suggestions for how you, how you become really intentional with your schedule, especially if no is a difficult word for you? Mm -hmm. Practice. I mean, you're not going (laughs) to, for the perfectionist, you're not going to do it perfectly all the time. You're going to 
say yes sometimes when you're like, oh, I wish I said no. But those are those learning moments. Those are those practice moments. And you get better at it over time. If you don't ever do it, you're not going to get better at it. Mm, (laughs) You have to at least practice and start with, you know, people that you feel like you can say no to and maybe be transparent. You can be transparent with, you know, the people that you feel safe doing it with and, or the people that you don't just say, Hey, I'm trying out something new. And it, you're going to see that it actually gives everyone else permission because they probably want the same thing too. They're probably exhausted. They're dying for a couple minutes of peace as well. Yeah. Yeah. It gives people permission and then they're so grateful and then everyone benefits. Like you kind of have to think about it as what type of ripple effect will this have? It's not just, yes, you benefit, but everyone else does too. Well, and here's, there, there are a few things I think that are possibilities here. And some of it depends on the level of control you have over your environment, right? Because if you're the one running the meeting, Mm -hmm. um, you can start with that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, everybody's here. Here's what we're going to do. Put all your stuff down, you know, put your hands in your lap, close your eyes. We're going to take a couple of nice deep breaths. Mm -hmm. We're going to take just, you know, 90 seconds to kind of clear our minds, clear the slates of what went before so we can be really present now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just open your meeting that way. Yes. And they'll probably look at you weird the first few times, but pretty soon they'll be like, okay, I'm ready. Let's breathe. Yes. <laughs> Everyone will want to lead it. They'll be like, I want my turn. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me do this in my meeting. <laughs> well, that's, you're making me think of, so there's play personas. So where chronic play deprivation came from was a, um, man by the name of Dr. Stuart Brown, and he also came up with play personas. So if you think about a team dynamic and, you know, wanting to learn about your colleagues in a way that's beyond just, oh, Jim is good at equations, I don't know, or finances (laughs) or whatever. Knowing people's play person, knowing your own first, and you can have more than one, it can also tap people into, oh, this is why they're good at this, or I can go to somebody about this certain thing because they enjoy it or they're good at it. So maybe it's something you think you need to do and you don't enjoy it, like in a work, uh, and then you learn somebody else might enjoy it because they like, so one of the play personas is um, like being a director. So organizing files and tasks. I don't like doing that at all. My mom is really great at that. So yeah, <laughs> if you want to tap Guess into- who organizes the family reunion? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, who, you know, maybe you're holding on to a task that you could delegate to somebody who would enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And I think that's one of the things that we forget when we go to delegate something we hate. Yeah. Um, I've recently have been freeing up more of my time Mm -hmm. 
so that I can have more personal time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did two things. I got a housekeeper, well, three things, a housekeeper, a bookkeeper, and laundry. Awesome. Because I hate keeping books. I absolutely detest doing laundry and I'm allergic to dust. So housekeeping literally makes me sick for days afterwards. And I found myself initially apologizing mm -hmm. to the people who had put their hands up and said, I love doing laundry. I'm happy to do your laundry. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I don't need to apologize for giving them the side gig of doing my laundry. Mm -hmm. They get paid for it. It's something they enjoy doing. It helps to support their family better. Yeah. And it gets me free time. Mm -hmm. What? Go away, guilt, go away. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to be guilty about here. So how, how do we discover our play persona? You mentioned one is the director. Is there a quiz or something? Or how do we find this out? There are multiple play personas, but what I will, and I can go through them if you want, but I don't want to like just list them off. <laughs> One of the easiest ways to recognize what your play persona may be um, is remembering activities you loved doing as a child. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Another is noticing, like, when's the last time you lost track of time? What were you doing? How did it make you feel? So there's, with play, there's this sense of losing track of time. Yeah. Like, I could just do this forever because it's just, I'm in flow and it feels so good. Speaking of, yeah, you mentioned the word flow. Yeah. And I... I know there's a whole mythos out there around flow and I want to be in flow and I want to live in flow, but what does flow really mean? Mm -hmm. And how do we bring more of that into our world? Because, you know, we still have our same set of responsibilities we started with mm -hmm. until we begin to delegate them out to other people who like them better. <laughs> and we will not feel guilty about it. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Um, so tapping into a state of flow is getting yourself more comfortable. So again, like back to the word practice <laughs> of, of experiencing downtime. So not trying to multitask everything. Like you're not doing the dishes and listening to a podcast or, you know, like where your, your brain is just overwhelmed all the time. You have to leave that, you have to have space. I, I, I love that doing dishes and listening to a podcast because I do that, but I listen to the podcast on one and a half speed mm -hmm. to keep my, my attention focused on it. Because if they talk at the regular pace, it'll be like, oh, I'm going to tune that out. But if they're they're on the edge of like Mickey Mouse voice, mm -hmm. it it forces me to focus on it more. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, that's a bad habit I should probably break myself up. Huh? Yeah, I mean, just allow your mind. So you've heard of like eureka moments or when you're in the shower and you come up with ideas or you solve a problem that you've been trying to it's when you give your brain a rest from focusing so that really narrow focused attention to rest one be unproductive and then that flow of energy <laughs> just comes in and it's like whoa 
here's the answer that I've been trying so hard. It's like when you notice you're trying so hard to figure something out or get something done, that's when you need to take your foot off the gas pedal. It's like you can't hold. Walk away for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. The foot on the gas pedal at 90 miles an hour all the time. Yeah. Well, and I, when I, when I say walk away, it's like a complete release walk away. Mm -hmm. It's not like walk away and keep stewing on it. It's like, that is going to sit right there. And I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to do anything with it. It's going to just be there until I choose to return to it. Yeah. And your brain, that is so good for your brain. And you'll find that the more you do that, then when you're doing something else and not thinking about it, it just comes to you. Exactly. Don't even need to try hard. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we get more flow in our life? Because a lot of people think of flow as, well, I'm I'm in this like hyper creative state around my work, typically, right? Mm-hmm. And it just, it feels like play in that moment. Is mm. that really the right definition of flow? Mm. I don't know if I have a right definition of flow. Um, I know what you're talking about in that when something feels like it's so when you're in flow, okay, when you're in flow, you're going to feel like no time has passed. So it goes back to that kind of timelessness or that play. So when you're in that state, of course, it's gonna. It's not gonna last forever. <laughs> yeah, sadly, um, sadly. <laughs> um, but you don't have to force yourself to get out of it. But you also can't force yourself into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I find is like I'll I'll get up in the morning. It's like ah, uh, and then I'll start working on something that that I love, that I'm mm-hmm. passionate about. And then the next thing I know, it's like lunchtime mm-hmm. and I have not moved from my chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so how, how do we balance that flow state and the need for breaks? Mm-hmm. If, if would, you happen to have been in that flow state. Yeah, I would say that after you notice that you were there, give yourself to, like check in with your body and what you need. If you hadn't, haven't had water during that time, like make sure to have water near you all the time. But (laughs) if you haven't had water, if you need to eat lunch, like allow yourself those, um, that time to replenish, recharge, because as much as you're, um, creating output through your state of flow or moving from one thing to the next, very easily, you still have to um, give to yourself. So coming back to that, how much do you love your horse? (laughs) (laughs) It's a rented government mule. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you have, you have to a lot. So if you notice, like, I, I need a break, probably if you check in with yourself, like, simply asking the question of what do I need right now? and like listening um, and giving yourself that will 
move you into the next state of flow, move you into your next action, um, where it becomes more seamless than it is like I'm just drudging through my day or just trying to yeah. get through my day and push to the end. And then I'm totally tapped out at the end. Yeah. And totally tapped out is a, not a fun place to be. It is not. It's harder to get out of that because you can go to sleep at night and then not feel rested the next day. Um, you know, we've all been there it, yeah. and it's a lot harder to get out of that. Like when our energy gets so low that we're really doing ourselves a disservice and our work a disservice. True, true that. So we are up on our second break already. Speaking of breaks, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for everyone who's joined us out there, take some time with your pen and paper over this break and remind yourself of some of the things that totally enthrall you, that totally suck you in, childhood activities that you enjoyed, whatever fits into that category. Make your personalized list and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. All right. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia. I am still here with Ashley DePaulis. And we gave a little homework to the listeners before we went to break. Now that we've got our list, 
of things that light us up, that suck us in so we lose time, things we remember enjoying from our childhood. What do we do with this list? How do we start to incorporate this into our lives? How much should we put in there? How do we know if we've gone overboard or we're not doing enough? That's a very linear question. <laughs> ah, well, sometimes you need to be I linear, <laughs> my God. <laughs> okay, so here are the things that I would say you want to recognize in your health and well-being as these things are ticking and I'm a happy person or, you know, happy most of the time. I'm not saying anyone has to be happy and blissful all of the time. Well, but, emotionals, emotions kind of come and go, right? They bring yeah. you a message and then it moves on. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so knowing if you are adulting the kid within you, <laughs> as I like to say, <laughs> um, are you getting good sleep each night, six to eight hours of sleep each night? Do you have high quality social interactions? Like, are you happy in your relationships most of the time? Um, are you moving your body consistently? Uh, you can look at that as 60 minutes a day. You can break that up. It doesn't have to be 60 minutes all at once, but like, are you moving your body or are you sitting most of the day? Yeah. Are you eating well? Um, you can look at that as 75 to 80% of your nutrition comes from non-processed foods. Um, are you hydrating? Are you getting sunlight? So those are some of the things that when you're taking care of yourself, because I would say those are like meeting all basic needs that are going to make you, um, you know, feel well, be productive, you know, be happy as much as one can be happy in this crazy life that we live. <laughs> but when you recognize too that maybe you're doing all those things, but maybe you're also still dealing with guilt, like that you right. can't get a handle on, or you're dealing with imposter syndrome, you can't get a handle on. Like if there's certain mental health um, scenarios in your life that you can't get a handle on, then it's getting support for that. Right. Um, yeah. Dealing with the brain worms that are like, why are you sitting around here coloring in an adult coloring book mm -hmm. <laughs> when you could be fill in the blank, you know, mm -hmm. with 8 million other things? Yeah. yeah. So I don't have a, you know, you need this much play, but when you recognize that you're deprived, you know, some of those um, signals, then you know you need more play. Or if you're sitting at your desk and you're like, oh, I just can't figure this thing out, or I'm trying really hard to get this done. It's like, okay, you need a little more play in your world. Yeah. If you're not grab grabbing traction, it's mm -hmm. probably a sign that you need a little bit more yeah. break and a little less nose to the grindstone. Yeah. And that's so, going to depend on the person, you yeah. know, where they're starting. So. so how do you start to blend more play into your life? I know a lot of mm -hmm. us feel like when we walk into the office that, you know, that kind of fun, relaxed thing needs to be checked at the door. Mm -hmm. You know, over the years, um, more people have talked about celebrations 
and I don't mean celebrations with cake, although that's great, but like <laughs> celebrating progress, mm-hmm. noticing those milestones, like seeing how, you know, sometimes we just run to the finish line and then we don't even enjoy it. So like having checkpoints of, am I celebrating my success? Am I looking at what I am doing versus focusing on what I haven't been doing (laughs) can help infuse more of that joy and playfulness into your day. Um, Also recognizing. Well, and you can recognize that in people around you as well, right? Because it, it will, it will spread out in ripples. Mm -hmm. I know when I was, working in the Fortune 100 at a large financial institution, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I started doing that helped my morale and everybody else's was I started putting people in for employee of the month Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and doing a a really, what I want to say, detailed job of putting them in for it, not just, this person's fantastic, they should get it, but it's like, this person went above and beyond in these specific ways, and I want to recognize them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people like recognition. They do. <laughs> and celebration. They do, absolutely. Um, and I have trouble remembering to do it for myself, but if I'm doing it for others, mm-hmm. then people start doing it for me too. I've, mm-hmm. I've noticed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just as much that stress is contagious, so emotion is contagious, stress is contagious. Um, Play, a playful spirit, a playful culture is also contagious. You know, it's going to pull out the best in other people. Hmm. So can you share an experience or an example where play helped you really directly deal with some kind of stress or trauma or whatever was happening in your life. Yeah. So that's actually how I discovered all of this (laughs) (laughs) for myself. Um, So I had PTSD. I like to say had, Um, even though I still sometimes deal with things around that it's very well managed. So what I noticed, I had mentioned where I would exhaust myself to the point where I could quote unquote relax. Pass but it out. wasn't relaxing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but part of what I was doing at the same time was playing, taking breaks. Um, what I was noticing in my clients who would come to me for having health challenges or reoccurring injuries or working too much. So they were overdoing it just as I was overdoing it, but I was playing as I was overdoing it. They didn't have play in their world or they were not perceiving some of their experiences as celebratory or playful. So it was just either shifting focus a little bit Mm -hmm. um, to bring some things that they were doing into awareness and adding more, finding more joy through their process, through their um, days. So, yeah. Yeah. I know we get into these mental ruts. Mm -hmm. What do you suggest to start shifting out of a mental rut, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm one of these people, I'll go down my list, check, check, 
check. That's like the extent of my celebration. Check one down. <laughs> I, so I really encourage since I work with the body and, you know, getting out of the mind and into the body. Um, and it is a process for sure, depending on where people are starting. Like if there's not a lot of awareness around sensations that come up when you're stressed and things like that. What I encourage is when you first, like going back to the schedule thing and the to-do list, like, are you including yourself on your to-do list or is your to-do list a list of things you need to do? (laughs) Yes. Put yourself on the calendar, by God. (laughs) And set realistic expectations. Like, what and put like things together you know sometimes we we're just like okay i gotta go one thing to the next and we're not really um thinking about efficiency and how certain things can be grouped um certain activities can be grouped together but yes for sure make sure you are part of your to-do list yeah i like that and i love using automation to support myself. Mm -hmm. You you know, we talked earlier about boundaries and saying no, and I'm one of these people, no is a hard word for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I found easier to say is, here's a link to my scheduler. Mm -hmm. Pick a time that works for you because my scheduler will always enforce the rules that I put in there. And so Mm -hmm. if it says an hour meeting needs a 15 minute break afterwards, that's what it's going to do. Yeah. And it doesn't make exceptions the way I would if I were doing it directly. Yes. So knowing that about yourself is beautiful and automation is very helpful. Absolutely. And I have also noticed if it's not on the schedule, it does not happen. That's true. So I am noticing that more and more as well. (laughs) So yeah, putting myself on the schedule is super duper important. And I think, you know, you were talking about celebration and like, oh, check that off the list. So you have to start treating that as sacred, you know, like taking a moment or two of like, really acknowledge so you can even acknowledge the part of you that wants that recognition and usually it's a younger part of ourselves um our inner child that needs that (laughs) wants that acknowledgement and so giving that um and actually having a conversation like is that what that inner child really wants or is it something else like having those checkpoints Yeah. Well, and I think it's kind of important. I know I will, you know, try and eat the frog first, as they say. (laughs) So I think it's it's probably a good thing to celebrate having had my frog soup first thing in the morning. (laughs) You adulted. Good girl. (laughs) Is there any part of you that's afraid of, like, you'll let yourself off the hook? Like, if you say oh, I adulted. I don't need to do it anymore. I don't need to adult anymore. I got my adulting out of the way. (laughs) There is a part of me that would love to then just go goof off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think there might be something to be said for goofing off for a moment or two, Mm -hmm. right? And then going back and adulting some more. Yeah. We are 
can you believe it down to the end already isn't that something so in 30 in 30 seconds what are your final words of wisdom tie it up for a bow with a bow for us ashley oh my final words of wisdom are to give yourself permission practice (laughs) it's not about perfection it's about practice be curious be compassionate to yourself as you practice and let the kid within win yeah experiment with it play with it a little bit you're not going to get it perfect out the gate i love that thank you so much for being with us today ashley it's been a joy and a pleasure to talk to you not to mention useful Good, I'm glad. And thank you to everyone who joined us here today. I love to hear from you guys. Drop me a quick line at askazofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 